What's up, everyone? Welcome to Cheap Pop Wrestling. We're over here talking about NXT In Your House that is going to be taking place June 13th, 2021 in the Performance Center. As always, I am Marley. I also go by Xander McLeod. And here with me, Wesley, better known as Wes Writes for Fun and the guy uh, who refuses to replace the batteries <laughs> on his smoke detector. Indubitably. Oh, <laughs> we have vocabulary. <laughs> it is what it, I, it's one of my words. I have like several words that sound like big. Well, they are big words, but they're just random words that I use from a day to day basis. Um, yeah. And indubitably is one of them. I like how it fills my mouth. It makes it feel like I'm drinking the soda. Um, <laughs> I know it's an outlandish shit. But yeah, so we got TakeOver in your house 2021. A small card, but as always, a hell of a card. And I'm very interested. One, we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm very interested in if there'll be any kind of updates to the card whatsoever. Um, if there'll only be, be any last minute matches or something crazy between Candice LeRae and Io Shirai or something of that nature. What do you think? Uh, no, I mean, I'm looking at it. It's pretty stacked. Like, uh, you know, you got a fatal five way. So I feel like that's going to take up roughly a quarter of the show just because everybody has to get their spots in. Right. That's fair. You know, talking about the fantasy faction that we run i've actually got two dogs in that fight <laughs> yeah you got? So we'll, you have, uh... i got kyle o'reilly and i got adam cole baby you got the ue up in there yeah and of course you know we'll get to to predictions and things like that but you know you got a fatal five way and then you got a six man tag team match that's going to be a lot you know pretty decent uh lengthwise and then you got a ladder match so I don't think there are going to be any changes. Um, that'd be some main roster type shit. That's, like NXT yeah. usually runs a really tight ship. You know, Triple H's vision is what it is. So, yeah, I don't anticipate anything. That's very true. So, let's see. Let's start off with what we think might be the opener, which is that six-man tag, that winner-take-all match, which is like... A part of me is very excited for this match because whenever I would play like the 2K games or even the SmackDown versus Raw games, I would always yeah. want like a six-man tag match with all the titles on the line. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've seen it once or twice in like uh, WCW or like the Attitude Era or something very, very long ago. And I've always yeah. wanted to see another one and I'm stoked that Legato Del Fantasma is doing it against Bronson Reed and MSK. I Like if this was... If this was literally six months ago, three months ago, I would have been going for Legato. Um, but I'm going with Bronson Weed and MSK for this one. Mainly because I don't think either of them have really... Like, they're just getting started on their run. And none, not, they don't seem like they're transitional champions in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, and I, I, see, I see somewhere else taking the titles uh, down the road. And I feel like this might be a foreshadowing, um, but I don't think Legato is going to win this one. And I'm going with Bronson Reed and MSK. And Bronson Reed is actually one of my picks or one of my draftees. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with that. So this is a hard one for me because, you know, one of the hardest things about uh, predicting matches at the takeover after the Mania weekend takeover is you don't know you know, what their vision is as far as how long a guy's run will be. Some title is getting changed this weekend. It's just a, a question of which one. Um, if I look at all of them, if I look at Karrion Cross, um, historically, they have not uh, taken the belt off a champion that quickly. Okay, other than uh, Keith Lee, um, they usually give the females a really long run, so that, that leaves the tag team... Uh, and the North American. And so I, I think they're going to build these feuds out. I'm going to go with uh, LDF and uh, Raul Mendoza. I, See, it's I, interesting. Know, I... See, and it's, it's interesting that you said, like, they're not going to pull it off of Carrion because he's had it for, like, however long he's had it. But I think Bronson Reed and MSK have had it shorter than Carrion has had it. True, but, I mean, Carrion, like, the NXT championship, that's the flagship championship of the brand. 
No, I get that. I, I see what you're saying. I and then I guess yeah, I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I will um, say like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it flip flopped, you know. But I I just you know gun to my head, I'm going that one. Um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll get to you know our films in NXT Championship match, but just looking at the three titles that they do have up, uh, and I'm not counting the million dollar one, just in the sense of. It's not a title that's changing hands. It's it's already right. vacant. Right. Um So yeah. So then we have so we so you so you're going um Santos and the boys, which yeah. I wouldn't I would honestly be very upset from a from a point standpoint, but from a storyline standpoint, I think Logato is fantastic. Um but it would be a very boring run for both Bronson Reed and MSK um, for them to lose it like this, I would say. Uh, but let's go to the next match. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Um, I actually think this might go second to last. But Yeah. Um, I think Raquel's going to still take this. I don't see anyone beating her for a while. Until one of my other picks. See, exactly. And it, it's that same thing that we talked about. Uh, the difference is, I believe Dakota Kai penned Ember Moon the other night. Um, for whatever that's worth. I don't know if you take that as, you know, the, the going home type. All right, so Ember Moon's going to win. I think it's going to be a great match. Um, I'm really happy to see Ember Moon finally get back to that level where... You know she's she's headlining something as opposed to being a throw-in, right. um, but I think it'd be incredibly stupid to take the title off Raquel Raquel, um, especially it, after she beat um, uh, her name's slipping me. Mercedes but she, Martinez. No, no, no. Um, at the last when she won the title. Oh, Io Shirai. Yeah, like. To end that run and then lose it a month like it, it doesn't do anything. So I think Raquel's gonna gonna take it, but I think it's gonna be a barn burner. I think it's gonna be a really physical match, but I don't see Raquel losing it. That makes sense. Um, then let's go to the other ladies' match of the night: Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee. Uh, who do you have coming out on top of this one? Uh, I mean, this is a toss-up. Like, I, I'm gonna say that the the women's division of of NXT they really rated it these last couple of years, um, to the point where it, this doesn't have the same, uh, doesn't bring out the same excitement in me as like females uh, of past. Um, but I'm gonna go uh, ZLE. Um, I just feel like she's primed to... They, they had to build somebody to take out Raquel. Um, and I think Zia Lee is going to be that person. Interessante. I disagree again. I Actually, I think Zia Lee is going to win this one. Um, it's funny because like the people who you think are going to dethrone champions, I already have in my mind who I think they're going to build to take these championships. So mm. I think the person who's going to dethrone Raquel Gonzalez is Frankie Monet. Um... I think that'd be right around the time where Frankie Monet is like on the top of the women's division is when like Dakota and Raquel will have their split. Um, and that's when that would happen. Like I don't see Ember. I, I don't see Ember taking it. I don't see Zia Lee really doing anything. What I really see coming out of Zia Lee is um, the other woman that's with her. I see them forming a tag team and them taking the tag team champions. Um, hmm. Mercedes Martinez. I don't. I'm really. It's it's sad to see someone so talented kind of be in a role of like the veteran who doesn't have a space for a title yet. Um, but yeah, I think she'll probably go on like a weird losing streak and then something to happen where she turns it around. Um, but that's yeah. Both of us are going for Zia Lee on that one. Um, Okie dokie. Huh. Uh, let's go to the ladder match. What do you think of that one? <laughs> uh, this, I think, has the potential to steal the night. 
Um, which I'm I'm gonna Cameron Grimes before I, I kind of go into that. Like when we were kids, Marley, like a ladder match was like a novelty. Right. You know, you saw it once every. I mean, it was like almost once a once a year, if that. Um, and then the Hardys and them came along and and turned to TLC, and now it's just it's at every event for the most part. And I'm always impressed that even though you've seen, you swear at the end of every ladder match, you've seen all you can see. Like there's no way you can top it. And they consistently figure out new spots and things like that um, to keep it interesting. So I'm excited for this match. NXT does ladder matches better than anybody else. Like I'll, I'll put NXT ladder matches up against any ladder match they come up with on the main roster. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to go Cameron Grimes. Um, I just feel like it's his time. They finally found kind of a gimmick that works for him. Um, you know, the whole richest man in NXT. I feel like that, that pairs well with the belt. Um, and that's, this isn't a slight at LA Knight. I just, like, you can't, you know, you got a guy that's 27 versus a guy that's 38. Like, at 27, this is your prime. Like, this is the guy that they might think could be well, buried on the main roster one day. I'm not going to say big on the main roster. I'm going to say buried because that's what happens. Um, but he's been a, a champion all over the world, and I, I just don't think anybody uh, – I don't think he loses this match. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think I'm going with Cameron Grimes as well. I'm trying to sit here and think of reasons, like how LA Knight would look with the championship, how he would be storyline with the championship, and all the other stuff, and it's like, this is a Cameron Grimes storyline to where he became a like a, a douche coin or whatever, millionaire and all that other stuff, and uh, started joking about DiBiase, then brought DiBiase in. So it would be very weird and kind of shitty uh, if the payoff... It would just be very Vince McMahon if Cameron Grimes doesn't win, I think. Um, and so I'm also going with Cameron Grimes. I think when you were saying that NXT does ladder, ladder matches is the best, um, I think that's factually accurate, with the exception of maybe WrestleManias. I don't think there's been a place where ladder matches are greater showcased in, like, multi-man tag matches. God. Yeah. Um, so usually you know it's going to be a good takeover when there's going to be a multi-man tag match and a ladder match, and you know this is going to be this one. Um, and when they can do them both at the same time. Right. And so, yeah, I think I think this is going to be the huge title pop of the night. I think this will be one of those where you go and see the, um, the Instagram graphics later, and it's like, and still champion, and still champion, <laughs> and still champion. Uh, <laughs> you're just like, great, everybody won. Fantastic. Uh, and we'll go to the 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 main event and like i honestly i honestly don't know what comes after this but it would be it would be it would be wonderful seeing carry and cross come out on top um i'm going with cross not because i think he'll win but because he will solidify himself as one of the most dominant nxt champions if he does win uh, so the way I look at it, like I look at the whole everybody, um, Kyle O'Reilly, I don't think he's ready. I think he should be going for the North American and kind of go that way. Um, Cole already has the resume, so he doesn't need the belt anymore. Um, Johnny Gargano, he doesn't need the belt per se either. Um, and near is Pete Dunn. I don't think they take it off carrying cross. Like, it's just, it, it seems like it'd be bad business. Um, but at the same time, I could see any of these guys winning. Like this is such a good match. I think it's the one that will steal the show. Um, even though Gargano doesn't have the greatest record at takeover, he shows up and puts on five stars as does Cole. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, he's building that, um, He's building that 
that reputation for it. Uh, Pete Dunn, I don't understand. Like, I like him. Like, I like the look. I like his finisher. I just don't understand why people think he puts on five-star mats because he breaks two two guys' fingers or something like that. I think it's the near fall. I think I, I see... I could see why people don't like Pete Dunn matches. Um... But they're they're very slow and methodical, and they're much better thirty minute matches than ten minute matches. Um, mm. So like Pete Dunn versus Walter, like that was fantastic. But Pete Dunn versus uh, Joe Coffey, I think it was like one of the first or second um, UK takeovers, and God. Uh, Pete Dunn knows how to look like he's getting his ass whooped and still beat you <laughs> and then shrug it off. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay. And he has like, what it is, and it's one thing that I like about a lot of the people in NXT right now, and it's that, this is what KO has. It's that like weird factor that like, you're, you're, you're not just like going through the motions in your head. Like you're trying to get something done and you're reacting to it like, like as you would react to it, and so if someone's like hit me, hit me, Pete does. It's like I'm gonna knock your ass out. It's not, it's not like I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you. I'm not gonna sit, like you gonna talk shit. You gonna do it. You gonna sit here and flip me off. I'm gonna grab your finger and I'm gonna bend it in half. Um, and so I think that's why Pete Dunn is great. And as my girlfriend would say, he has amazing hair. Uh, he showed up in yeah, one graphic. That I was that's... like Pete. I was like his hair is. Like Pete Dunn is trying to be a sex symbol and it's hilarious. Um I also think his his uh what was it? His run with Riddle was amazing. Um that was cut too short because of COVID, but like Yeah. That I think that um, gave me uh that gave me the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens vibes. Yeah. Festival of friendship vibes. Like <laughs> One guy it's, is just like happy go lucky, and the other one's like, "Oh, this fucker." It's it's like I think Riddle's another person who's like that, where him and like him and Randy are just the per- like they're perfectly. What's great about wrestling to me is you have these two people who visually are so drastically different, um, and like they act so drastically different, but they react to each other as they would react to each other. Where you have some stuff where it's like, you could literally pick up and put any other wrestling, uh, wrestler in any other place, and it's like, yeah, this would be the same match, Vince. If you were to remove Kofi Kingston out of the way of uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and put our truth, it'd be the same thing. No one's going to care, um, and Vince really wouldn't probably notice knowing him. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I think I just the thing is so like I think the next women's champion is going to be Frankie Monet. I think the next tag team champions are going to be Zaya Lee and her partner. Um, I think the next North American American champion is going to be Swerve. Um, I think the next tag team champions are going to be probably Thatcher and um, actually no probably the Grizzled Young Veterans, um, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I, I can't see anyone dethroning Karrion Cross, and I don't see anyone being built for that. Um, I see like him beating everybody and then getting a bunch of one-on-one matches. It would be the most epic scene if he stacks all four men Roman Reigns style and pins them. Uh, no, they can't do that. <laughs> I they would... can't do that. It would be fucking hilarious. Uh, but I see, I see this match being very, very epic to say the least. And um, I'm seeing a lot of pinfall or uh, false finishes. A lot of false finishes. I'm seeing carrying cross pin somebody after just like destroying them, and then uh, Adam Cole coming with that last shot to the back of the head and getting so like a near fall. It's going to be a lot of rules on it. Like, is it? Is it just one guy gets pinned and the shit is over? It's not. It's not elimination, right? That's what it was alluded to by Cole on uh, last night's episode. Um, that that it's elimination. Yeah, because he was like, I can pin. He's like, I don't need to beat you, Cross. He's like, I can pin Kyle, or he's like, I can beat um, 
who do you say Johnny as I did already? I can beat Pete as I did already. Um, or I can beat Kyle who doesn't deserve to be in here. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just it's one of those things where they also haven't told us the rules, so they can just pull it at last minute if they want to change it and do something different. But I think just to save most of these wrestlers, it's going to be. Um, it's definitely going to be like yeah, just one take, one one pinfall. I actually think Cole's going to take the pin. Eh, I mean, I it'd be hilarious I'm, if I'm Kyle gonna, pins Cole. I'm going to operate as if um, as if it's just a single, like one one pin takes the whole thing. Um. Uh, it's it's gotta be carrying cross at this point. Cole has nothing else to do in NXT. Like he right. might as well just take him up. I think Kyle O'Reilly's getting started on his own run. I'm surprised Gargano hasn't. He should have been moved up two years ago. I think they were trying to move him and Champa up, and Champa got injured, and Gargano was like, "I'm NXT for life." And then that's when they brought in Candice and did the whole way thing. So I think. I think what it end up happening is there will be a few NXT lifers and um I don't see Cole being a lifer, but I see Gargano and maybe Ciampa being NXT lifers. Mm. Also the way is hilarious. The way is probably one of the best things on television. Um on WWE or wrestling in general. They're probably they're they're under Roman Reigns, obviously, but they're up there. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's a small card, smaller than most. Are they are they having pre show matches? I don't think they're having pre show matches. But what I did notice is there is no, there's no uh, cruiserweight title up for grabs for this mat or for this. Um, so this is gonna be one of the smaller pay per views. Isn't gonna be. It could be a smaller pay-per-view, but like you were saying, like it's probably going to be how like probably forty minutes, thirty-five minutes, maybe longer for that main event. Um, I could see this going like two and a half hours. Which I mean, That'd this be- is another reason why NXT is doing things right. Like they're mixing things up. If this were like the main roster, this shit would be over two days. Like they'd have everybody, you know. Putting in their stuff and, and and everybody on the card. This Ooh. this is nice. It's five matches. Um, it really helps you stay in tune with it. Because once you get over eight matches, I'm usually like, all right, this shit got to end. Right. Because you're usually only invested in three or four tops with you know one thrown in, and there's probably going to be a couple matches. I'm not gonna lie to you on this card that. Like the Mercedes Martinez and and uh, Zia Lee, that that might be a I'm gonna have dinner with the family match. So yeah, but see so you're you're a different wrestling fan than I am. Um, where like you, I'm more intrigued by the things that I don't know with like wrestlers, and so for instance, like Swerve, um, MSK. Um, who else? Santos. I seen all of them like years ago. I saw MSK when they were back on Impact doing the Rascal stuff. Swerve and Santos I saw when they were both in, um, what was it? Lucha Underground. And I was like, these dudes are dope. I like want to see more stuff like this. And so like, I've seen like Zia Lee back before like, uh, everything was shut down. I saw Mercedes Martinez in a bunch of random stuff before she popped up. And so like, I'm very, I know they're both very good and I'm interested in um, like how this match is going to take place. And most of the matches that are like, people are like, eh, I'm going to skip it, are like the NXT matches that usually steal the show. Um, so yeah, I, it's going to be weird because I will be on vacation and I have no clue what's going to happen, but I have to tell my girlfriend like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom for a few hours. But, I mean, um, it's funny you say like, it's not that I'm a different type of wrestling fan. It's like when you've got wife and kids, it's it's different. So 
you know, it's really hard for me to justify, yo, I need a couple hours away on, on the one night that I'm actually home. Um, or one of the nights I'm actually home. Uh, and I think for me, I like to watch it with my son. I think my daughter will actually end up really getting into it. Like she fight, she beats the shit out of her brothers. And I'm just trying to find the right <laughs> wrestler to show her that I think that she'll, uh, really be into um she loves Naomi because of the name obviously um but no I, you know I'll get through the card it's just some of these matches I'll just say this they haven't done the they haven't had the usual build up to them I'll put right. it that way like there's been some NXT cards where you're like yo this shit this is gonna be a war you know what I mean yeah. um like yeah, that Adam yeah, this Cole, is Kyle O'Reilly shit. Like, we were ready for that. Because I think this entire card was... I think it was announced it was going to be TakeOver in your house like three weeks ago. And then last week was, I think, when they made like all of the fucking announcements for all the matches. So, yeah. it is kind of a... It does seem like a rush put together thing. But the one thing I like about NXT, and AEW does this as well, is like... How you're saying it's hard for you to watch everything because it's hard for you to maneuver your schedule around. Like, I don't got none of that. I work from home. Um, it's just me and my girlfriend. Uh, by the time she gets off, I'm watching wrestling. If I have to pick her up from work, uh, I, have, I have it on TiVo. So I'll just pick up where I left off. So I'm, like, watching everything. I'm seeing all, like, uh, the small interactions that don't make it to the WWE social media, et cetera, et cetera. And so, like, seeing... Um, like Zaylee and Mercedes Martinez didn't really interact until this past episode, but to see how their storylines have crossed is very interesting. To see how like the Fatal Five Way, how that storyline um, has kind of converged from all the five men of what they've been doing. Um, same thing with the Triple Threat. I mean the the six man tag. Same thing with all of the matches. Really is. Um, you even have like L.A. Knight who was talking about this is the only the take I see to him being the million dollar champion is how he was talking about how he was one of the highest paid like free agents or whatever, whatever. Um, and it's like, of course, he would be for a million dollar championship. It would be weird if it was Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes for the million dollar championship. Um, so like. um, I get it. I get like. Uh, just kind of dipping in and out, and especially with people who like watch Raw, it's really easy to dip in and dip out because they're going to explain everything to you. They're going to show you anything you didn't miss, and if you did miss it, they're going to show you everything the next Raw because they're going to just do it exactly the same way. Um, but I think I think the Mercedes match and the Zaylee match is going to be. It's actually my match. I think is going to be the 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 Thief in the Night or some crazy shit's going to happen. Um. But I think that's going to be the, uh, not match of the night, but like the surprise of the night is going to be that match. Um, and yeah, I, I keep thinking of like, when I do have kids, how do I get them into wrestling? Because if they're going to be like a fan of somebody whack, how do I deal with that? Yeah. So something I just realized, this is going to be the first... Um in your house that's on traditional pay-per-view since the St. Valentine's Day massacre in uh, 99. So being it that it's on traditional pay-per-view, I can see why there's only five matches because they're going to be up against time. It's true. So, Oh, this is going to, what is this going to be on Peacock or something? Um, it, it will be on Peacock, but it'll also be on uh traditional pay-per-view. Like, oh. I wonder what it's going to go for. Yeah. Nice. I mean, They're well. That's that's the one thing that they were talking about that with uh, AEW, how they've been doing the tra traditional pay per views, <clears throat> and theirs are much longer than this. But also, when you've been building a solid card and a solid like uh, storylines for all of these matches, and you got eight solid matches, and you give them uh, four hours total, like I'll I'll give you forty five bucks for that. Like I will gladly. Uh, pay for pay-per-views if it's going to be solid. Um, Thankfully, it's once a month. 
UFC be doing this shit. Like, they want $70. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten better about putting more on ESPN+, Plus, but, you know, they're big pay-per-views. I, I find it really hard to pay for it, an MMA one when that shit can end in 13 seconds. Or I remember whatever the, hell the, it is. the only MMA fight I ever put money on, not like on who would win, but on like the actual pay-per-view ticket. Yeah. So we could all split it because I was broke back then. And this is dating me, but it was Chuck Liddell and Rampage. Jesus. And Woody got knocked out so quickly. I was like, we pay how much and spent all day prepping for this shit? And I was yeah. like, this is why this is why I don't do this. So I was like, I'm good. I'll I'll pay money to watch a Floyd Mayweather fight, like before the year two thousand and nineteen. Um because I knew it was gonna go the distance. Like Floyd Mayweather is a he's a I feel like people don't realize they th- they think boxing, they think like Mike Tyson punch out and they think people are getting knocked out. Floyd uh, Mayweather isn't that type of person. So if I wanna sit there and be entertained and see somebody try to get see someone try to beat up Floyd for an hour and just not I'll watch. I'll watch a Floyd Mayweather fight. That's what it is. Like that's the thing about him is he's never been like a, you know, his thing was he created the persona that you just hate, and then you pay sixty bucks to watch him get his ass kicked, and he wins every time, rinse and repeat. Like, like yeah, it's like he's like yeah, you you want to fight me? Fight me. Swing swing as much as you can. You're not going to hit me. Yeah. And you're going to just be, you're going to be tired as fuck and I would be sitting there screaming money team. And it's like, it's, it's just, it's funny that people are like, you think, you think Floyd Mayweather's going to get knocked out? I don't think anyone's going to knock out Floyd Mayweather. Uh, if his uh, what's his open. name landed some shots the other night? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not surprised. He's, but yeah, I, 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 I guess. Um, but at the same time, they had to like, make it, they had to make it look. If, okay, if you ask me, that event with Floyd Mayweather was no different than an NXT or WWE event. Oh, like that shit was predetermined. They're not gonna let Floyd lose because when I heard the rules, ego. when I heard the rules, I was like, "They're this is a money grab, and it's fine if it's a money grab. It's just not my money to grab, and it's not my attention to grab." Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I will probably like if he fights Jake Paul, I'll probably put some money into that. Just because I can't stand that guy. It's ridiculoso to me. I like boxing's always been like that though. Someone's like, this is taking away the sport of boxing. And I was like, I don't Nah no, boxing's been dying before. I was like, I don't think you watch the movie Creed. I don't think you watch how things like, hey, this is a random dude who's boxing. Like, okay, we don't care. Also, he's a Paul Creed's son. Oh shit! Put your yeah. money in his pockets. Like, this is literally what boxing is. It's all hype. It's all... It's it's more entertain. It's it's sports entertainment without all the theatrics of storylines. Just, we want to put a bunch of money in this. And look how much money... Look how cool and big this is. It's the Mona Lisa of combat sports. Yeah, Someone's going to fight me for that. <laughs> so, uh, before we get out of here... Big news, um, a lot of releases coming from WWE. Um, I saw something that said uh, this is how a company acts when they're getting ready to be put up for sale. They try to trim the fat. Um, a lot of those names were really surprising. I think Aleister Black, would you agree, is the one that uh, stood out? Um, yeah, I would say that one stood out for obvious reasons, and it was because he literally entered a storyline a week and a half before that. Um, so that was very weird. The Braun Strowman release wasn't as shocking as I think a lot of people, it wasn't that shocking to me, I should say. Um, it's Mm. unfortunate, and I think it's unfortunate a lot of these people lost their jobs and stuff. I think, just flat out, let's... It is unfortunate, um, but I I don't see. They weren't treating Braun Strowman as a person that they really foresaw as a future champion, and it was unfortunate. Um, and so I that that made sense for me. The Aleister Black one was more just like 
God. They just did was, everything this... to give him a new gimmick. Well, not only that, like that, yeah, they did a, they did everything to give him a new gimmick. Lana had a match literally, I think, like two days before. Braun Strowman was doing the whole like, I can't wait to be back in front of fans. So it was it was it was a very terribly done thing. Um and like just poor time management poor managed all around the, the situation, but like that's just who they are as that's just who they are in general. They don't really think things clearly. So, yeah. so I'm looking at a list right now of uh, every 2021 cut, right? right. Uh, Braun Strowman, we just went over that. Aleister Black, we went over that. Buddy Murphy, I'm not surprised. Like Some of these guys, they just didn't have a place for. Lana didn't do anything for it. Ruby Riot, they never did anything for her. Um, the Andrade one, I get it. I understand why he shouldn't have been released. He's a great talent. But I also understand that he should be released because they were doing nothing with him. Uh, another failed right. uh, NXT champion. Um, Lars Sullivan. Remember that guy? God, I'm glad they released him. Oh, they released him during Black History Month. That's, uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> released him in February. Do you know how he um, didn't release during Black History Month? Fucking Jackson Riker. Eh, well... We can't have all the victories, Marley. No, he's a face now, though. So we got to cheer for him. The Samoa Joe one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the last image you see of the Samoa Joe in WWE is him with a fucking poncho during a rain delay for WrestleMania. I God, can't... it's disrespectful. Oh, my I, I get the injury thing, but he was so good on the mic or uh, commentary. Um... I still am angry that they didn't go as far with him and Brock as they should have. That was such a really good uh, storyline. Uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I mean, they won that title, but other than that, it's nothing like... As much as people get angry about guys being released, like, everybody has been released, you can really make an argument for them. Like, Bo Dallas, Callisto, uh, Tucker Knight, Chelsea Green. Like, nobody watched any of them and i disagree with you oh yeah when's the last bo dallas match you were excited for i, w- I was hoping bo dallas would come back in general to be literally a part of any bray wyatt stuff but please like don't please don't ever take a job with wwe creative marley because you would talk them into that shit but like <laughs> honestly they should try new shit instead of literally doing the same thing over and over again like you're like so what let me see this list um, everyone on that list, I think these are all not just a regular ass list. Excuse my whatever. Um, like every one of these people, I think had a disservice to them. Uh, with the exception of like Lars Sullivan, don't care. Um, but even they like messed his whole thing up. Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake. They ruined their whole tag team runs. Like, let's bring them up to, let's bring them up to uh the main roster with Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker says some terrible stuff. Let's take them all off TV. Let's put them with uh Baron Corbin. Let's put Jackson Riker over here. Let's fire them both. No sense. Uh, Kalisto he left because he didn't want to be there anymore because they were under they weren't using him. Tucker definitely makes sense why he would want to leave a company that's like let's have you turn on your tag team partner for no reason whatsoever and then have no storyline for you whatsoever that makes sense mojo raleigh they gave him nothing to do uh bo dallas they gave him nothing to do peyton and billy they continuously just destroyed whatever chemistry they had by let's make them not a part of a tag team now let's make them part of a different tag team doesn't make any sense Jessamine Duke doesn't make any sense why you had one of the four horsemen, uh, four, four horsewomen of MMA just sitting on the shelf. Um, a lot of these people, like, no one saw anything of them because they just sat on the shelf forever. They didn't do anything. Um, you know what I think the, the problem is with the coronavirus? You took away house shows. And I felt like that was a big way for not only for them to make money, but to keep their name out there. I, in a lot of ways, prefer house shows uh, above, like, the Raw, the SmackDowns. Just because you, you, you get to see them in their element a little bit more. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, now they, they've got the schedule coming back, I believe, but yeah, I, I just think they're, the payroll's too bloated. You can only run so many events, you know, a lot of the, the typical revenue streams are, are gone up. You don't got the tickets coming in. I get it, but it just sucks. I, I well, financially, it's, financially, it's BS, uh, from how from like their company standpoint um but like i look at this list and i'm like if this was nine years ago all of new day would be on this list um <laughs> you'd have our truth on this list you'd have let's see who else would be on this list um sasha banks would be on this list bailey would be on this list becky lynch would have definitely been on this list oh. like that's the problem that i have with this list is the fact that all of these people weren't given a chance to do anything and house shows definitely are a place where a lot of those people were able to like showcase and do their stuff. But another way of showcasing and doing your stuff is saying, Hey, let's not have these six people on this episode of raw seven times. Let's actually have the rest of our roster do stuff. Um, and I thought them expanding raw and whatnot was to give people more face time. Like I can count at least four or five segments uh every raw there's like, oh, this could have been something excuse me. This could be this could have been something else. Um but I am happy because, you know, TNA is a thing or impact is a thing now. Uh AEW is a thing. Uh New Japan, Ring of Honor. Like there's places for these guys to go. Um but I think there's an issue coming that nobody talks about. And I know we got to wrap up soon. Uh, What's that issue, the, do you think? The issue is eventually AEW is going to become bloated as well. I don't. I disagree with that because they're expanding also. So they already have three shows. They're getting another one on Fridays. It's going to be interesting to see them go up against... Um, SmackDown? Go against SmackDown, yeah. But I think... See, but the problem is, I don't, if you have this, that, like, you have that other show, you risk becoming what WWE has become. That's but I don't, I don't think that at all. I don't think that because of the way AEW was ran week to week, the way they ran top down, the way they bring stars in, the way they build stars, the way they build new stars, the way they work with other talent outside of the company, I don't see them becoming anything like WWE. Um, strictly because of how, like, their foundation isn't the same as WWE. Like, creative is people being, like, their own character. Where in WWE, creative is Vince saying, let's change, the, like, how we want Raw last minute. So, I think there's stuff that, like, and, like, a lot of people have said, I think AEW is going to be bloated. Like, this isn't the first hot take I've heard of that. Uh, yeah. since like, I think the first time I heard it was, I don't know, uh, when they signed Matt Hardy and Brody Lee, RIP, um, they're like, it's going to be too bloated. And they've kept adding people and it's not bloated. Like, yeah, they have freaking three hours or six hours of wrestling on YouTube a week because of the aid, like the dark elevation and dark or whatever. But like how many of those people are actually wrestlers who are who you want to see on your TV on like Wednesdays. And it's like, you don't know most of them, but that gets them like the house show repetition. And so like, I think it's going to be AW. I think is going to be a, a big shocker and it's going to cause WWE to change. And it's going to cause the industry to change a lot more in general, because I think if, if all goes well, I think AEW is going to also lift up uh, impact. I think Impact's going to get to a place to where they'll be, um, like, a lot more people are going to be enjoying them because they have been solid. And there's this dude, Moose, on there. Fucking savage. Uh, so, Impact's very, very nice to watch. Uh, so I think, um, I think AEW is literally going to annoyingly help usher in a better wrestling era because I think WWE is going to have to look at itself and it's going to be more NXT and SmackDown and less Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and I think I I owe AEW an apology because I always felt it was too top heavy, but I'm I'm starting to realize a lot of that was so 
I like the guys at the top, um, but I wouldn't watch it because I think the pay-per-view model is outdated. Um, but I always would read reviews on it, and something feels off. Like, for example, I watched the the most recent one. Uh, was it All or Nothing? Or I can't remember what it what it was called specifically. Yeah, with a Stampede match, and I go on Bleacher Report after to see their reviews and. They're throwing out B minuses. I'm like, yo, that was an A my, you know, that was an A match. I wonder how many like of these writers are in WWE's pocket. That's a that's a topic for another podcast. Um, uh, do you watch any of the what culture stuff on YouTube? Uh, no, I read a lot of their articles. Look at some of their look at any of their like ups and downs videos of them yeah. reacting to like just watch one week. You can watch this week or like last week or whatever, but watch how they react to Raw, NXT, um, uh, Dynamite, Impact, and SmackDown, and you'll see a consistent basis of like Raw. The same thing happened that happened last week. That happened the week before that. Rinse and repeat. NXT. Holy shit. AEW Dynamite. Something's good, something's bad, but as always, it starts off with a bang, ends off with a bang, and I'm excited to see what happens next week. Uh, Impact. Some weird shit happens, goes over my head, great matches, good characters, good. SmackDown, Roman Reigns, don't beat my ass, fantastic. Like, that's literally how the wrestling week is, but it's like, Raw is so shitty uh, from time to time again, and that's not, that's not true. Raw's not super shitty. Um, but Raw yeah, just drops the ball from time to time and it just gets very, very repetitive to where it's like, it's, it's insulting you as a fan of like, oh, you don't get to have new stuff, but literally four days of the week you get to have new stuff. Um, and so that's like the one thing with like working from home that I've been able to enjoy is like, I've been able to set time aside to actually like watch five days of wrestling and, uh. I have to say, like, it's it's very interesting to see people that I would have never watched wrestling three years ago. And I'm like, this is a good match. I'm excited to see Sammy Callahan uh, versus Moose versus Kenny Omega um, at the next pay-per-view. And it's like, it's it's just very interesting to see what the wrestling world's doing. So, yeah. Mm. That'd be for another episode. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like I, we'll see what's going on. I my only gripes right now with AEW. One, I feel like um, get the damn pyro right. Like the hit, it, it runs on a delay. It feels like, like when you watch one of those overdubbed uh, Chinese movies that was like shot. Which, I've only seen the pyro go off like go bad once. So I don't know. That's all it takes. <laughs> that's all but see, that's takes. what I mean. Like it takes, but it, if it takes one time for a person who sees it once. I can't take that opinion seriously if I've seen it happen. If I've seen the pyro go off correctly a hundred times in AEW. So, like, it was, that, it, it, it was like stuff not breaking where you're like, yo, they've really got to put this guy through that shit again. Just to... But yeah, look at Shane versus Kurt Angle at that, uh, what was it, that Armageddon match where that oh, glass yeah, wasn't I mean, breaking. So, yeah, like, it's a, again, ago. apples and oranges. This is, this is again why, like, this is why I like defend, I defend AEW and I get frustrated because people are like I don't like AEW because they're doing the same shit WWE's doing. I'm like, but it's don't wrestling. Do it all the time. You can only do so much. I, but honestly, it's like my you can biggest. Only do, I I get it, but it's 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 still one of those things where it's like, it's I don't like when people are shitting over something for with little to no, yeah. uh with no knowledge. Cause I had like this one guy who's like, I understand why people like rap music, but all rap music is trash and it's all degrading. And I was like, that's incorrect. And he's like, yeah. no, I know what I'm talking about. And I was Mind like, you, this Marley, is why I, this is great. I say so this just as a guy things. who's only watched twice. So obviously, you know, I've only got, I've got two watches. And the other one though, I, that I feel is, you know, is, is, is true is, um, uh, sometimes it's a bit too gory. Also, I think, and I, I think it's, and I, I don't know it's if it's gory for the to, right reasons. Yeah. I think it's only gory when it needs to be. Like it's, it's like, only gory. Like it's only gory in a watch, match. He ends up like screwed up. I mean, that's just probably just him. But who? 
Moxley. Oh, that's because it's Moxley, though. That's because he wants to... That's literally who is... See, that's the thing is, like, you don't have um, Jungle Boy and just getting, like, busted up and busted open every match. You don't have people just getting busted open every match. You have, like... Oh, these two people have been feuding nonstop for six months, and they can't be around each other. We're going to see blood this match. We have uh, these two factions who are in a match called Blood and Guts. Yeah, they're going to most likely have blood in this match. Uh, then we have a Lights Out match. Blood, 100%. We're having a parking lot brawl. Blood. Anything that's like supposed to be bloody, bloody. We're having a ladder match. Most likely no blood. Like, um... I think that's the thing that people are people are so quick to hate and they're so quick to think that uh things are they're so quick to take other people's words for granted or as like fact or fiction. Yeah. And I'm just like just go watch it for yourself. Um I watch it more than once if you don't if, like Yeah, it's just like I remember I was doing like the same thing with Impact. Where I was like, eh, I'm not going to watch Impact. It's weird. And I like sat there and watched a few episodes because I had nothing to do on a Thursday. And I was like, this is actually, this is actually fucking hilarious. This is actually pretty good. You um, know what uh, AEW nailed for me? It makes me keep coming back. At the end of that pay-per-view, and this is something I loved as a kid. Um, do you remember watching like either, either Raw when we were kids or a pay-per-view? How at the end, they would play the music and they'd have the camera on whoever won or whatever was going on. And that little like thing came up on the bottom right of the screen that had the company and all that. Like, you know what I'm talking about? It, that nostalgia hit and there, the crowd was, which had been hot the whole night. They're singing uh, Fozzie's Judas, like at the top of their lungs. It was, it was just a really great... Uh, Matchup, but we do gotta wrap this up here. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll say this last catch. bit. I'll say this last thing about AEW. The one thing that I do like about them is since it's really ran by wrestlers and like a wrestling fan, fan and Tony Khan, they really do know how to start and end a show. So they do really start a, like all their shows off with a really great match, and they do know how to send the fans home either pissed off or really happy and cheering. Um, but they don't send us so that's one thing. Yeah, so that's one thing that I do like is like, they they do know how to get the beginnings and ends right. Uh, sometimes the fireworks don't r work properly, but for the most part, it's it's pretty good. But uh, we'll have that for probably an AEW episode at some point. Uh, you guys take care. Uh, enjoy NXT Takeover in your house. Uh, this is Marley again, Xander McLeod on uh, Twitter and stuff, and Wes. Watch Rice for Fun, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we'll be seeing you guys soon. Have a good one. Take care, guys. <laughs>